Welcome to the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins. This podcast is designed to empower, educate, and encourage women of all ages and stages of life in their walk with God. Our goal and intent is to provide you with the best content and topics relevant to your lives as Christians. We will have conversations with other leaders all along the way and discuss topics all of us want and need to hear. I'm so happy you're here, and I hope you enjoy the journey with me. Hello, beautiful people. I'm so happy you're joining me on today's episode of the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I want to first and foremost say a genuine and wholehearted thank you because I know there are a lot of other things you could be doing today, and I just want you to know how grateful I am for you just joining us today. So we want this space to be empowering for Christian women, and we want it to be a place where you can pop in and hear the truth of God's Word in an unashamed way and a place where we just don't ignore culture right? But we want to lean into it and we want to grow and hopefully all learn something new together every time. So on our last episode, we tackled the subject of why Israel matters, why Israel should matter to us as Christians. So I hope you were able to catch that. And if you weren't, you can always go back and listen to it at another time. So this week, we're going to delve into a subject that I never, ever ever in my whole life thought that I would be talking about, and it is the subject of anti-Semitism. Now, growing up, when I would hear what happened to the Jews, I would always think, how in the world did something like that happen in a country that was as civilized and advanced as Germany? How did that happen? Like, I couldn't even, you know, the music, the arts, all the um, the glorious things that kept, were coming out of Germany at the time of the Holocaust. I mean, it was like on the cutting edge of all kinds of things. And it was, you know, also beautiful, just a beautiful land and people. And I always thought, how in the world did something like the Holocaust happen? Well, today I'm beginning to get a glimpse of just how that happened. All of that hell on earth, how that happened. For years, I have been hearing that anti-Semitism is on the rise across the world, but I've never really given any credence or serious thought to it. I mean, not because I don't care, but just because the world that I I live in, the church world, the biblical worldview. I love Israel. Everybody around me loves Israel. That has never been a thing that we really ever needed to discuss or even think much about. But in the past three weeks, I've sat in amazement as I've watched people marching and protesting and chanting, death to Israel, death to America, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And you know, I had kind of honestly thought we buckled all that up after 9-11. It's been mind-blowing, disturbing, even horrific on some levels. So I want us today to start our discussion on Palestine. What is Palestine? Where is it? What is its history? What, who are the people of Palestine? Well, first of all, I want to tell you, Palestine is not a country. It's not a country like Israel is. It's at best a state. The word Palestine comes from the word Philistia or Philistine. The original Philistines, the enemies of God and his people, were the original Palestinians. So today, the word or name Palestine is used to describe the group of Arabs living in the region of Gaza. What also needs to be mentioned is that no other surrounding country or region want these people. 
They have all closed their borders to them. I was just reading something this morning that um, as of today, the prime minister of Egypt has said, we will be taking zero people. No Palestinians are coming into our country. We are closing the borders to them. So don't even think about asking us to take them. No other Middle Eastern country wants them. Why is that? Well, I will tell you, it's because they are violent they are destructive people, and they, they have pockets, which we know now because of Hamas, of terrorism. Now, many, but not all of them, feel like violence is an actual part of their life. It's part of their religious life as Muslims. The word Hamas is in the Bible. Uh, in the Hebrew, it means evil or violence wrong or destruction, you will find the word Hamas in Psalm 55. You cannot call a ceasefire against a people group who are bent on violence, evil, and destruction. So in August through September 2005, Israeli forces unilaterally withdrew out of Gaza 38 years after taking it from back from Egypt. And that was under uh, Barack Obama as president. That's when all of that happened. In 2006, then, the Islamic group we know today called Hamas won a majority of seats in a Palestinian legislative election. Now, both Israel and the United States cut off aid to Palestine because Hamas refuses to renounce violence and recognize the nation of Israel. When you hear President Biden now calling for a two-state solution, I just want you to know that's what Israel's been trying to do since 2005, but clearly it didn't work. And when questions about their desire for a two-state solution, when Hamas leaders are asked about it, they will tell you plainly and truthfully, at least truthfully, that that's not what they want. They want total annihilation of the Jews, period from the river to the sea. So, since the days they were given the beautiful land of Gaza, they began sending rockets and bombs across the border almost immediately into Israel. Israelis live in constant high alert because of this. They have safe rooms in their homes, and when the sirens blow, they retreat to those rooms. The massive defense weapon called the Iron Dome is the defense against such weapons constantly used daily against Israel. Let me say it again in case I haven't been clear enough. There can be no living in peace with people who only desire and call for jihad, a holy war. No peace. The only answer is to completely neutralize Hamas and its factions through war and military might. Now, will and have innocent people be killed and injured? Yes. Sadly, that is the nature of war. The Hamas leadership of Gaza has completely destroyed the once beautiful area of Gaza. It looked like a war zone before Israel even started their war campaign against them on after October 7th of this year. So today, I just wanted to drop in really quick and explain some of this because I have an inbox full of questions regarding all of this stuff. The reason? Well, because most of us Americans feel like we need to fight for and cry out for peace no matter what. But the truth is, if our forefathers had done that, we would still be serving the crown of England and we would not be the United States of America. Because the Bible tells us there is a time for peace 
and there is also a time for war. And friends, this is Israel's time for war. And they need our support. They need our prayers. They need our constant hearts to stand with them. And the biggest reason why? Because our king is a Jew. Because God has set his love on that people, group, and nation, and land, and he never changed his mind about it. Thank God, as I said in the last episode, because if he would have changed his mind toward them, he would have done the same towards us. But he won't, and he hasn't. So I'm going to pray for you today as we go. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love, for your word, and for your nation Israel. We want to land squarely in the place of defending her at all costs. We want to honor you, Lord, by honoring Israel. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem today. We bless the nation of Israel today. And we thank you that you, he who keeps Israel, neither slumbers nor sleeps. And we pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, here's your tip of the day. Years ago, when I opened an Instagram account, I, it was an account that I had found. Um, I, I'm sorry. When I opened the Instagram account, I found an account that I loved almost immediately. It became one of my faves. And it is a very unusual account because uh, the lady who does it, she never shows her face. Uh, but she is this wealth of ideas, inspiration, and knowledge. And the handle she goes by on Instagram, I'm going to say it out for you in case you want to go follow her. It's my underscore California underscore living. My California living. And on the Instagram world, we call her M. Sometime back, maybe years ago now, she made a post, and I have held on to that thing since then because I loved it. The post was titled, Five Questions to Beat Procrastination. Now, some of you may have just tuned out, but stay with me. M likes to do something in her daily life called time blocking, and it makes her very efficient with her workday and getting all the things handled that she needs to do. From all I can tell, she and her husband, who she lovingly refers to as the mister, are real estate investors and work very closely in the financial markets, and she is a wealth of knowledge about all those things. So in this post I'm referring to, she lists out what are the questions that she asks herself before she decides not to do it now. So here are the five questions she asks herself before she decides not to do something that she's putting off. So here they are. Number one, will it get easier if I wait? Number two, is there a deadline associated with this task? That's a big one. Number three, will I have less options if I wait? Will I miss an opportunity if, I'm, if I wait on this thing and procrastinate? Number four, will the price go up? Or will there, there be late fees? That's, that's big. And then lastly, number five, will my delay affect someone else? Will my delay in this affect someone else? Now, that's big to me because I don't want my stuff that gets in the way of my day-to-day life to affect other people negatively. And then just for a bonus, she threw this in, will doing it now make future M happy? I love her, so I usually do it. So you need to ask yourself those questions. Isn't that good? You may want to get, you know, go back through it, jot them down, put them in a spot where you can see them. 
where you'll know you'll see them in the day. They're in your car or on your bathroom mirror, on your refrigerator, or somewhere where you are a lot. And, you know, I started back when I first read these words, putting this into action, and I'm still not perfect at all of it, but I am a much less of a procrastinator now than I used to be before I read this. So, M, if you're listening out there, I want to thank you, dear friend. This is awesome. The only thing I would add to it is do the hard thing first. Just go ahead and do the hardest part of your day first and get it out of the way. All right, that's all I have for you on this episode of the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. As always, I hope you heard something today that you were looking for or maybe something that you needed and didn't know that you need. But until next time, I want you to go make your life awesome.